0: What's poppin, Kim? Folks, it's Ken with you back again with another episode of bump a bump bump bump. I need theme music. Kim Other people are getting theme music recently and I feel like I'm left out on the train. You know what I'm saying? Like it, that's going to cause me to do more editing and as you know, your boy don't edit. I'm going to keep it a brick with y'all. I do not be doing no editing. I started off editing like I would lace music in or I would like if I would cough <coughs> I'm cutting that out. Now I'm like mm. Y'all gonna take this Raggedy Podcast, how it come, and you're gonna love every bit of it, all right? Okay? You got an issue with it right in. And when you write in, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read it. I don't I don't care. You're gonna listen to this. You're gonna enjoy it, you're gonna love it. But um, all that to say, people really been going in with their theme music, man. And uh shout out to them. I kind of want some. I kind of want a thug and love type joint or something to bang in the background. And then I come in, hey y'all, this is Kenneth of Kenfluence, real smooth like that, real uh, DJ uh, radio host style. I'm trying to get on that. So if you know somebody, I know Jern be making them beats. But you know, if you know somebody who got like you know a nice little hook or something, I might hit that up. But to get straight into this, this one's called Mountains, Roads, and Lighter Loads. I'm jumping into this like the baby on a verse. Okay, no room to breathe. we ain't got time for spoken words and fancy intros and you know today's run coach. we ain't got time for that. we ain't got time. sorry, this is a long ass story, and I got a lot to walk y'all through, okay, perk it up cause we're about to get into it so this is something I was thinking about maybe a year to like a year and some change ago um from today's day, and if you know. <laughs> If you know, you know, and if you don't, hey, you probably go on back, listen to some of these episodes. You might uh, string some things together. Now, this is um, also something that kind of circled back when I recently had a great weekend. I was on uh, a hike and it went really well. and thinking back, I was like, dang, like the world isn't always the greatest when it comes to like people interacting with other people. But sometimes it ain't that bad. And it ain't that bad is actually great in a lot of ways. Like people expect baseline to be amazing or you expect the baseline to be like just average and dull and mundane. But sometimes just like things being like Expectedly good is exponentially great. But I mean, I ain't even gonna get into that. That's a whole nother thing. Like I said, I'm just gonna jump into this. So, allegory. Everybody ready? First of all, y'all like, what's an allegory? I feel like I took uh I, feel like I took English in eighth grade, but I'm not really sure. So if you think about like a parable, right? That's like Jesus would come through and he'd be like, you know, fig tree, you know. Uh, other things, other things, other things. There's a bigger meaning to the story, kind of like that, but not as, as told by Jesus because that's kind of what parable implies is that, you know, the Lord and Savior uh, said it. I'm just kidding. This is just kin influence. Amen. Okay, this regular, this is mad regular. So it's not quite the same. So uh, <laughs> without further ado, here go this allegory. Mountains, roads, and lighter loads. So let's get into it. So the story starts off with uh, two people, okay? So they go on a trail together, and it's supposed to be this beautiful journey, and it's supposed to have like this beautiful view on the other side of the journey, and it's supposed to be lovely and romantic and just this awesome destination. So the guy says to to his girl, he's like, hey, let's get to it and you know let's just start the journey so they start off by laughing they're joking they're having the best time in the world and they see all these majestic scenes beautiful views deers deering antelope antelope and you know it looks great you got african beats in the back it's a good time it's a whole vibe out here right plants out there planting you dig they stomatas open, which i all know about some transpiration. OK, a little bio tie in. So at a certain juncture, they arrive at the base of the mountain and they're like, damn, I didn't even know there was no mountains out here. This mountain is huge. It's huge. And they look at each other and they're tired before they even started. OK, they don't even know what they've gotten themselves into. But always the optimist, one of the travelers, you know, he's ready and he's willing. And he's going to do whatever it is to get to the end of that destination. His partner, on the other hand, is not so enthusiastic. Just hesitant, mad doubtful, and just vibe just off. But regardless, they both agreed that they climbed the mountain together. And they both agreed previously that they wanted to take this journey. It'd be cute, romantic, it'd be great, yada, yada, yada. And on the other side of it, it was going to be something worth the wait, worth the travel. So they trudge on and it's not so bad at first. They're going up the mountains and they're using all their quads and all the calves and they're like, woo, you know, this is this is some work, but you know, um, and it's been easier when it was flat road for both of us. But um, they still laughed and joked all the way through and they open up to each other while they're climbing up the mountain and they're sharing stories back and forth. They're trading perspectives on different issues in the world and how society works and it was just great it was great and on they went until the incline just got steeper and steeper and steeper and it's at this point that one of the travelers looks at the other traveler and she's just tired and she's like you know what there's no way i'm gonna be able to make it through this whole journey ain't no way i'm gonna be able to do it and it hurts the other traveler. And always the optimist and always believing in his fellow traveler, the mountaineer is what we're going to call him now. He took great pity on the other traveler. So he loved her and he wanted to see her thrive, didn't want to see her suffer. And so he made a deal with the mountain. He spoke directly to the mountain. He said, I'll climb double my share if you make smooth roads for her. Every step I take upwards, double it and divide the ground beneath her feet into a smooth paved surface. The mountain laughed and was like, all right, I'll oblige. So the mountaineer was proud of what he did. Um, He was glad he was able to help her out and to keep the journey pushing and Honestly, he even felt like a little bit of, like, nobility and a little bit of, like, selflessness from it. He's like, hey, man, I did a great thing. And she's really going to be appreciative of it. And this is going to make her journey way easier. So, hours pass by. um, The sun's starting to make long shadows as the afternoons become, starting to become evening. And they're tired. The Mountaineer, though, is exhausted. Imagine. You're walking up a flight of stairs, and every stair you take, you just agreed to make that stair twice as big as it what it already is. So his legs are burning, his back is hurting, and it's just a bad time for him physically, but internally, he's still very determined. He knew what he wanted and he knew what he got himself into. And just because he got the situation got harder didn't mean that he was gonna stop it all. So he pushes forward. But before he gets on, he says that, you know, maybe this might be a good time for a quick little roll switch before we get back to it. So he's like, hey, girl, I've been climbing this mountain double time for hours and I'm kind of tired. I'm kind of weary. Would you mind switching a little bit? Let me walk the road a little bit and you climb the mountain for just a few minutes, just a few minutes. I'm going to drink a Powerade. I'm going to get myself together. I'm going to give myself some electrolytes. I'm going to kind of massage so many cramps out of my legs. I'm going to keep it going. And all of a sudden, the other traveler just flips and she's like, I'm sick of this. I've been walking for hours. My feet hurt. I'm hangry. I'm getting a headache. I just want to go home. We're never gonna get there. We don't even know where the journey's gonna end. We don't know what's gonna take us. We don't even know what's on the other side of the mountain. So the mountain again, the mountaineer again. He's like, he's getting a little bit, you know, disgruntled, but he can see her frustration, and it hurt him a lot. So once more, he spoke to the mountain, and he says, "Hey, I'll carry her on my back, and if I do that, may we still." Cross you and get to the other side. The mountain's like, sure, but I'm gonna double your distance. If you put her on your back, you still have to cover the same amount of ground for both of y'all. Mountaineer's like, cool. I mean, it is what it is. We made it this far. So, as opposed to all the laughing and fun and carrying on that they had before, it's dead quiet. You know, the mountaineer's not saying nothing, the traveler's not saying anything, and he's just silently in pain. He's going through a lot, but he's just like focused and determined to get to the other side of the mountain. He's like, if I can just keep my mind on the end result, I'll get there one step after another, one step after another. Whole while through though, the traveler on his back starts whispering shit. I'm tired. I don't even want to be here. Why do you keep walking so slow? Why do you keep walking so unevenly? I'm getting nauseous up here. Are you tired? I'm tired. Just stop so I can rest. It's uncomfortable up here. You know, it's just as difficult being up here than it is for you to climb this mountain. On and on, the mountaineer went, quietly not saying nothing, kept walking painfully until he reached the top of the mountain. finally, he gets there. They get to the destination. He looks around, and he's overwhelmed. Like he's he's got tears at the back of his eyes, and you know he's just overcome with emotion. And he's just completely zoned out and just grateful for where his feet are right now. And he's just loving the moment and glad to be standing where he's standing. I don't know where, except the other traveler, <laughs> and they're like. Wow. I knew we could do it. It's so beautiful. We finally made it. We finally did it. Wow. We're both so tired. We both gave up so much. We both sacrificed all these things. But we finally got there. The mountaineer, he stopped and he froze. And he thought about the journey. He thought about the fun. He thought about the pain. What he sacrificed. And... How proud he was that no matter what the cars, he was standing where he was standing. And he smiled his biggest smile he ever smiled at that traveler. And he hugged her. and He was overwhelmed. He was just blessed and he was glad for the roads that he chose. And more mountains did he climb and more beautiful things he saw pass by but that was only after he lightened his load. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. He lightened his load, people? What do you think that mean? He got rid of her lazy ass. Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> nah, but seriously, he he went on solo and was able to traverse all kinds of mountains without the extraness. But the point of that story is to say that life is a lot like a journey and not just any journey it's like a long car trip and as a person who loves a road trip man like i've driven from ohio to florida 14 hours 15 hours straight to get to disney world um just stopping to pee and to get gas i've driven literally from dayton ohio to los angeles um in basically under 3 days <laughs> and you know, that that's just me. I'll, I'll do that like it's nothing. Anything under six, seven hours done, you know, blinking. eye, I can do that. But life is a lot like a long car trip and you can be self-motivated to go a lot of places. But sometimes it helps to have other people in the car and it doesn't just have to be, you know, a romantic relationship. It could be a number of other people in your life. But having other people helps. It it really does. But those people have to understand where you're going. They have to have the same amount of determination and um, want to get to where you are as you do or else is a miserable car trip. I don't know if you've ever been on a long road trip and you've been the driver and the person next to you or everybody else in the car goes to sleep. That's a bad feeling, ain't it? You're tired, too. You're sleepy just like everybody else in the car, but everybody else is knocked out. And you're over there behind the wheel. You're driving. You're playing music, but you're probably not trying to play it too loud because you're trying to be a good person and not wake everybody up. It's rough. And it's rough being a good passenger sometimes, too. Knowing how to support that driver um, the way they need to be supported. But sometimes knowing that person is knowing when you got to tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, man, I need you to pull over because... Uh, I saw you back there, you swerved a little bit, a little bit of lane departure, okay? I saw you almost hit the back of that truck. (laughs) I saw you almost hit that turtle, boy. Pull over. Get yourself a Gatorade or a coffee or whatever. Don't worry about it. Sit in the back seat, you know, take a nap. I got you, and I'll drive. We're all tired, but I'll drive. Or having enough wisdom to say, you know what? We need to pull over, and we need to uh, find a safe place to go to sleep. Okay, whether that be a hotel or a rest area or whatever, but when you knock out for a few hours and uh, do this again, sometimes it's saying that I I see you right now and I know that we have a deadline to meet. I know that we need to get on the road now or we plan to get on the road now, but you haven't gotten a full night's rest and you shouldn't be behind the wheel. I've been on, I I ain't gonna get into it, but I've been on trips. multiple hours um, up and down the coast and up and down um, the east side of North America here with people who are like, oh, you've gotten 30 minutes sleep. You've done all the work one day and you're just going to wake up and drive 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours like it's nothing. Oh, okay, cool. And that's just not what you need. That, that I don't think that's what any person needs. And that's more of a hindrance is a help to you uh, get into the place that you want to be. So find people who are able to support this road trip that you need in a way that is safe, supportive and beneficial to everybody. And it still holds true that idea of what you guys wanted to accomplish in the first place. I know that everybody isn't always equipped for the same journey that you are and oftentimes people see struggle and have a change of heart much like the traveler in the story like people would be like yeah like let's do this this sounds great like I'm I'm a writer I'm a ride and die for this or that and the second you come up on that situation it's like oh I'm gonna shy away from it and I actually don't want to continue pursuing this because I'm hitting a roadblock or I'm coming up to a personal barrier or personal best or personal limit and I don't see myself getting past it. I don't see myself moving on outside of this. So this is where I call it. This is where I draw my line in the sand. And you know what? Call it WWE because I'm tapping out. And it's difficult to say like, I know this person, I know this person is going to keep going or I know this person, this person isn't going to keep going, but it it's hard to realize that like people are who they show you they are. People aren't always who they say they are, right? So you have to understand and kind of wield that information as you will, because um, you can get up the creek with no paddle essentially or you can get up the mountain and have to climb higher and harder and faster and uh under more strenuous conditions because the other person isn't pulling their weight and not just that but you're pulling them literally and that's (laughs) that's the furthest thing from good for you than it could possibly be right um and you got to realize when it is when that time is where you got to lighten your load move on. And that's for not just romantic relationships, but that's also professional relationships. That's for friends. That's for family. That's for jobs, bosses, work people, all the same. Like You got to know when this situation isn't what it was advertised to be. And... I may love this person. I may love this company. I may love this organization. I may love this idea or entity, group of people. But I have to walk away from it because this isn't what was advertised. And I want a refund. (laughs) And that's a tough thing, too, saying that I want a refund. We buy a lot of shit off of Amazon. I know I ain't the only one. I know I ain't the only one. And there have been a lot of times where I bought trash. And the description sounded good. The picture looked good. These lion ass reviews probably paid um, were phenomenal. 21,000 views, four and a half stars. I'm like, oh, okay, this must be great. And you get it home and it's like, this shit doesn't work. And I paid a grip for this. What do you do? Sometimes you keep it and you just keep hoping and praying it'll work. And sometimes you try to fix it, put some elbow grease into it. Um, maybe you try to repurpose it and use it for something else other than what you originally bought it for. Um, you may give it away to somebody who you think can use it better, or you may actually try to get a refund. You might have to Go to a, a Amazon distribution place and you know have them put the sticker on there, send it back, wait for somebody to contact you, eventually get your refund back. It's a lot of steps, and because you don't want to go through that process, you either hoard this item, you uh, procrastinate sending it back, or you just. Fantasize what it could do or might do or should do, and you're stuck with this thing. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Um, give it a chance, try it out, and uh maybe go to another source of information to see maybe if you're not doing something that you're supposed to do. So maybe go to a YouTube and say, okay, this is the product that I bought and it's not working like it should be. Is there a simple fix to this? Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Go to Google. Can I Google this? Is there something wrong with this that I can be like, yo, uh, have other people had the same problem? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Ask an expert. I don't know no experts on this, but maybe. But if you keep doing this and doing this and doing this and there is no easy fix or the fix isn't worth what you paid for it, get rid of it. Don't. String it along, don't keep it, don't hold on to it, Don't let it linger, don't put it in the closet, don't put it in a bin don't don't even try to re-gift it honestly, Christmas coming, I know how hey, y'all do, but don't don't let it stay with you when you can lighten your load, get it off of your subconscious and either get something to replace that thing. That is supposed to do what you need to do. Maybe there are a couple things that can meet that requirement that you have or just do it out. You got this far without whatever bullshit you bought off of Amazon. Can you can you keep pressing forward? Because sometimes there, there are things that you can buy. Right. That are supposed to help you. Don't end up working out. And they actually stop or preclude you from doing what you're supposed to do a great example for that um on my end is a microphone jr just from uh (laughs) wv uncommonplace He, he i know his ears just perk right up great dude good buddy um another podcaster um really doing the thing out there but so shout out to jr but jr is like yo you gotta get a new microphone bro I hate your microphone, don't care for it, get another one, and I got one, it was what I thought was great, it was slightly expensive, a lot of great reviews, I was able to plug it up to my laptop, I got a little adapter, I could plug it up to my phone, and I'm using it, using it, using it, not listening back to audio, and other folks are like, bro, your joint sounds like ass summer ass in Bali stankin' humid ass is what it sounds like and I'm like why what do you mean I have this great microphone how can (laughs) how can I sound like ass if my microphone is deluxe super whatever brand and I listened back and it was shit and I googled up all the things for it and I was like oh how do I make it sound better and All these people had these walkthroughs of like, oh, do this and that on your computer, do this and that on your phone, and you should have the best quality since Beats by Dre. And I was like, damn, Beats by Dre is pretty successful. Yo, still shit, still complete horse ass. So I was like, damn, I don't want to record until I get another microphone, but that microphone was expensive. So what do I do? I just sit here and I don't make content because I'm waiting on a better microphone Or for something to resolve with this microphone that I have. So I'm in this kind of purgatory of like, I don't know if I should do something else with the mic I have. Or do something with a new mic altogether. But then I still have the issue of I'm holding on to this expensive mic that I can't use. So what do you do? Well, what I did was I decided to cut my losses. And it sucked. Nobody likes to waste money. Nobody likes to waste time or waste memories or waste anything, energy. Nobody likes to waste nothing, man. At least you shouldn't. Uh, I know that, like out in the West, we really um, are wasteful people, honestly. We, we really are. And we don't have a good value of things like time or money or a lot of material things that we have because we can just get another one. We can always buy convenience. We can always find a way to make more money. We can always do something else to, you know, cover up some other shit, right? So, it it seems like we never truly get a true appreciation of what it means to value things and not take things for granted. But in this instance, I did feel pretty wasteful with that mic, but I was like, hey, man, Like, it is what it is. It's not helping me. It's not serving me, and I got to let it go. I got to let go, and I sold it on some BS website, and I made a little bit of money back, probably 40% of what the mic was worth. It hurt, and I went back to recording my original way. Once I went back to doing that, I actually got more subscribers than what i had before and i had better episodes than what i had before and people were applauding it more people were engaged and saying oh my gosh Kenneth, like what what are you doing um i like these episodes way better than what you were doing before dope stuff man keep pushing and nobody was worried about the audio nobody was worried about the audio but that microphone was holding me back from so much And to go back to the original picture of mountains, roads, and lighter loads, your mountain is unique to you. What you see as the dewy meadow on the other side of the mountain, you got to talk like it's a Folgers commercial or something, right? (laughs) But like whatever you see as that beautiful promised land that you're supposed to get to, that's your own vision. That's your own vision and if you want to take other people along for that ride or if other people say that hey, I'm signing up to get on this trip with you, make sure that they have that same picture in their forefront. Because if not, then your motivation, your drive, your effort is going to be lost on them. If I'm starving and I want something to eat, I'm going to do everything it is to get something to eat and to nourish myself, but if the person I'm bringing along on this hunt is full. You're not going to hunt the same way I am. you not. You don't have the same sense of urgency to catch a wild boar. I don't know why that was the first thing, but you don't have the same. You don't have the same tenacity and uh, keenness of sight and whatever else to hone in on a, a deer's juggler. Because you're full. You got McDonald's on your breath. You got Arby's in your stomach, digesting, slow. You got got cholesterol in your veins, son. You're not focused. You're not zoned in like I am because I'm starving. People don't have your same energy, your same drive, and they're coming along for the ride. Then that's just a loss. It's a L. So find people and sync up with people who are on that same wavelength that you are when it comes to that. So find and be clear about it, too. So when people want to come on your journey, be very clear about uh, the journey that you expect to have, the experiment, the experiment, the experiences that you're looking to have. And uh, just give them as much input as possible about your expectations and how you want things to turn out and what you don't want, all those types of things. And the other person or people along, they need to be equally vocal. They need to do the same. They need to have as much input as you do. And you can't play the game of, I don't know, IDK, LOL, I'm not sure. When it comes to big, crazy journeys that we take in life like that. Take a couple weeks, take a month, take two months and figure it out and let's climb together. Like, let's all eat, like let's all get money. Let's all live happy, fulfilled lives. But. If you don't have that vision of what that looks like for you, if you don't know if you can support what another person or group is doing fully then very respectfully lighten everybody else's load and remove yourself from that situation. Lightening the load doesn't mean just removing people from your situation. Sometimes you need to know when you are the load and you need to walk away. And that works in two ways, I see. Sometimes you can be not quite up to par or quite up to snuff to whatever body else is, and you're not as big of a contributor, maybe at no fault of your own, and maybe you're just outclassed in a lot of ways, or maybe there's more learning you need to do on your part. Maybe there's more um, of a journey you need to have yourself before you can be an equal contributor to a relationship, to a business partnership, to a you name it. And before you have that personal growth, you can't be that. So sometimes you got to lighten the load and remove yourself. On the other side, it can be burdensome to be a person with a bunch of expectations, who has a lot of experience, who's been there, done that, they've seen it all, done it all, and now they're trying to go on their next big hunt, they're trying to go on their next big adventure, and here you are holding up progress because nobody else is on what you on. It's a way simpler mission than what you've been on in your previous journeys. They're not looking for no war stories and all this other shit. Like they're just simply going from A to B and you're trying to go from alpha to omega. And that's not what folks are on. So sometimes you can be too cumbersome and your thoughts and your baggage or your philosophies can be too weighty. And you need to quietly remove yourself and lighten the load for the other person. Sometimes it's mutual. And both people can be like, hey, we're, you know, um, a load for each other. Or you and a boss can say, hey, we're kind of at odds here. I have my load. You have yours. Let's kind of, you know, part ways. And everybody look for new solutions here. And that's okay, too. Everything's not a personal. Everything's not a, a best fit all the time. Don't take it personally and just understand that we're all living life and everybody's complexly getting through that differently. There are certain situations where you fit perfectly and you fit like a glove and you couldn't have walked into a better situation or a situation is just screaming, waiting for you to come through so that you can just do what you do just naturally. Like, you don't have to do nothing extra. You don't have to read no book. You don't have to watch a YouTube video. You don't have to slap your face in the mirror and splash cold water in your face and do a eight-mile Eminem montage. You don't have to do none of that. You just step in the door. You're you. You breathe, and people just applaud, and they're like, oh my god, nobody sipped coffee like you. Oh, this is great. There are so many situations like that, but on the flip side, like, Life also has situations where it's like, Ugh, even at your best, this isn't for you. And you hear stories like that with a lot of famous people and a lot of big icons. So Oprah, back in the day, when um, she was on the news and they were like, no, I do want to see no Oprah. What your name is? Your name, Oprah? Your name, Okra? Don't nobody want to hear about no Okra? We don't even like vegetables on this channel. Oh, we have Okra on her. Oh, her name, Oprah. That's even worse. <laughs> Thought her name was Oprah with a hard K. Oh, nah, man. She got to get up off here, dawg. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But it turned out that Oprah was Oprah this whole time. Wow, who would have freaking known? She just had to find her own way and find that place that fit her like a glove. People uh said Dave Chappelle wasn't funny. And if you think Dave Chappelle ain't funny i implore you to i ain't even gonna finish that i need every like and subscribe but (laughs) if you go back and you watch um the original like all deaf uh and like deaf comedy jam from back in the day um deaf comedy jam had a lot of heavy hitters man like almost everybody you know now was on Deaf Comedy Jam at some point, and Dave Chappelle was on Deaf Comedy Jam, and I ain't gonna say he sucked, but he wasn't that great at it. It just wasn't his audience. Dave Chappelle, uh, he has his niche, but uh, he's not Bernie Mac funny. He's not Steve Harvey funny. He's not um Chris Tucker funny. He's not Chris Rock funny. Oh, he's more Chris Rock funny. But the the lane of being in that Deaf Comedy Jam setting wasn't really his vibe so a lot of people were like "Uh, he he all right but nobody would know that he's a legend that he is in that context in that setting same thing for you sometimes you have to get out of the situation that you're in in order to step into a better one another thing on the same topic of mountains roads and lighter loads So many times we, and it's funny that like, (laughs) I recently had this conversation too um, with a couple other people on other shows, but you can want the best for other people. You can just really hope and pray for other people to do better in life. You can give them the blueprints, you can give them the schematics and the maps to do exactly what you did or to do better and all this other stuff. You can take the, the brunt away from it. You can take all the studying away from it. You can take all the hard work out of it. You can take all the mountains and hills away from that person and give them smooth paved roads and they still won't walk it. They'll still say it's hard. They'll still say that their back hurts and that their feet hurt and that they're getting blisters. Look, easier doesn't mean easy. And anywhere worth being... Is going to give you some blisters. And I can say for, from experience here in Los Angeles, I've been on many a hikes, many a trails, um, gotten lost every time. I ain't never been on a trail out here that ain't been lost on. I promise you. I ain't, ain't been on one hike yet. I ain't been lost for at least 20 minutes. I wish that was a joke. I wish that was a joke. And that's why I'm in the Air Force. I, I ain't, ain't no land nav in me. Ain't no map skills, ain't no compass reading. I ain't got none of that in me, bruh. Nah. Ain't no land nav like that in the Air Force. That's why I am the way I am. But anyway, uh in all these different trails and hikes, um, it's always beautiful. It's always a great place to be. It's always just amazing breathtaking adventure but even the easiest trails are hard even the smoothest no elevation trails still make you sore always worth it but it's always gonna like run you a little bit and you're gonna feel kind of tired from it but that's just part of the game that's part of the game that's just kind of what it is to get from point a to point B and beyond. That you know. So when it comes to adding other per- people to the journey, and I've been on hikes with you know a number of other people, sometimes in groups, sometimes not, and sometimes you get groups who are all hikers, and they're like, "Yo, let's let's hit it, let's hit the crazy inclines," and you know they got the rock boots on. They got the crazy socks. They got compression sleeves on. Everybody got on a headband. They got the um, water bladders on their back. You're like, damn, man. All I got is this sorry-ass water bottle. I got on sweatpants and a beater. Yeah, This isn't... (laughs) Nobody told me we was this extreme. Cool. Wow. I look like I got out of bed, and these dudes look like um, Power Rangers before they morph. This is a lot. So, you know, some people are ready for it and other people, you know, maybe on a one on one basis or, you know, a few people, it's like there's a waterfall at the end of this hike, but I just ain't cut out to do these hills like that. They fall and they slip and they slide and they roll in ankles, they roll in eyes more than anything and out of breath. They just don't want to do it. They're just like, you know what? Um, Let's just turn back. And you're like, but they're like only two more miles left in the hike. It's a loop. Uh, we just cut this corner. And, you know, we'll have this crazy view of whatever it says on this map right here. And it was like, nah, I'm good. I'm cool. I mean, I'm already tired. I'm gonna be more tired by the time we get back to the car, all this and that. And it's like, what'd you come out here for? What did you come out here for? And if you really want to see the full trail, if you really want to see all of Glendale, Marina Del Rey, uh, Palos Verdes, um, Long Beach, name a place, Anaheim, name a place with good trails. If you want to see any of these places, Hollywood. Sometimes it's best to go alone. And when I first, first got here. About a year ago, people were like, why do you go on so many trails alone? Is it just because you don't know people like that yet? And a little bit, yeah, of course. You just pop up in a new city, in a new state. Yeah, you probably don't know too many people initially. And I didn't. And yeah, it was one thing I did uh, either before work or after work to kind of like chill, get my mind right, and to get my exercise in. But also, it was like I knew... And I've always known how far I'll push myself in order to see what I want to see, whether it's a mental thing um, or if there's like a mental block I want to overcome, I'll run until I figure it out or I'll work until I figure it out. Um, but with these trails, it's like I'll walk until I see what I want to see. I'm going to keep going until I figure out um, how to get to whatever destination I'm going to get lost. But whenever I eventually get there, I'm like, yo. This is what I came here for. And I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that moment. I'm going to get that moment where I look over and I see the sea meet the land. And I see the birds and I see the wild animals walk around. And I see the people. I see the beautiful sand. North Carolina got dirty water. So whenever, whenever I see blue water, it's like it does something for me. And it's true. Y'all know the Atlantic dirty. The Atlantic Ocean is mad dirty. I, I don't want to shit on the Atlantic Ocean, but... Hey, I'm going to let y'all know right now, if y'all ain't never been, it's mud water. I don't know what make it so dirty. It look like mud is just rolling up in waves, but we still go. We still go. And it's still somehow beautiful in its own way. It smells. It smells. But the Pacific Ocean is a completely different vibe. So when I see that, it's just like it does something to me. So I have to get those pictures. I have to get that mental... Uh, imagery. I have to experience that every time. So I'm gonna hike that until until I make it. Same thing with the things in my life. All the things are in the way, and you know, life is gonna be what it is, and life is gonna have its challenges and obstacles. But I'm not gonna stop until I see the finances I want to see. I'm not gonna stop until I see the happiness I want to see. Until I see the home, the car, the family, the Love the portfolio, the body of work that I want to see in my own life, the fulfillment. I'm not going to stop and be damned of it if another person is going to hold me back from that, whether that be uh, a person at work, a boss, a job, uh, a relationship, a family member, a friend, or whatever. Not to say damn the world to accomplish my own goals but if you're not actively and constantly working on providing some type of uh, support to that plan or helping navigate towards that end destination you're hurting. You're hurting and you are a load. And once you lighten your load, much like the mountaineer, so many more mountains you will climb. Well, that's been another episode of Kim uh, Fluence. I was about to say another episode of Kim, folks, man. I mean, kind of, I guess, I reckon, whatever. We're just going in this right here. Yeah, y'all, I'm tired. I'll be doing late night episodes. It, It be like that. But anyway, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Camfluence. Um, run coaching. Tap in. If you want to be not a burden and you want to be great at hiking and also running, hit me up and um, I'll get you the way you want to be. So if you're a athlete or a runner who wants to take their running to another level, I got you. But if you're also a person who's maybe doing some rehab work or maybe you're starting from zero all over again, and you're just going from walking to jogging and to maybe just doing some light running, I can get you there as well. So hit me up uh, on Instagram at KenFluence. That's K-E-N underscore F-L-U Again, that's KenFluence, K-E-N underscore F-L-U-E. Follow me on TikTok under the same exact handle. You can email me if you need to Oh, for business inquiries, if you have questions, if you have thoughts, if you want to get at me for whatever reason, um, hit me up on Kenfluence Channel at gmail.com. You can also follow me on YouTube at uh, Channel, and I will be there with videos and entertainment, wisdom, guidance, whatever else it is, Ken provides so much Hey, man. I hope y'all are doing well coming up in the holiday time and also coming up on the end of season one. It's been beautiful, y'all. It's been beautiful. I just want to talk about the growth and the success of this podcast. I've been very blessed and fortunate to have y'all come through and show up in the way that y'all have. Thank y'all so much, man. It's like every time I look at a video, more and more y'all jump on. More and more y'all are sharing, subscribing, and becoming regular listeners. So, I'm driven to do better for y'all. I'm getting a better mic soon. (laughs) And uh, season two is basically done already, which is wild to even say. But um, I would say there's an 80% solution already for season two, and it's completely different from season one. So look out for that and you won't be disappointed now. I'll let you know, there are only two more episodes in the season. I have two more episodes of season one, and that's it, okay? Um, and I'll end it right around Black Friday. Now, for that, I have a Black Friday gift for you, and I have a Christmas gift for y'all before season two starts. It'll be a little early, but it's still a Christmas Christmas gift nonetheless, but... It's uh something y'all been waiting for, something that y'all want, and you're welcome. You are welcome. I, I-, I just don't even know what to say to that. You know, y'all y'all have been doing a damn thing, and y'all have asked a very common question repeatedly, and I I hear y'all. I hear y'all and I got y'all. So gift is coming up soon. So alright now. I've been Ken. This has been another episode of KenFluence. Y'all be easy and y'all be smooth. Later.